Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And now your host, she once decorated her Christmas tree with $100 bills just for kicks, Dr. Grace Lee. It happened during my first year of college. I had huge dreams, big dreams. I moved to a new city so that I could attend the university of my dreams, and I did it all by myself. And this was my very first encounter with the fear of failure. What happened was, in high school, I had gone to a high school that was in a very small town, a village, a a population of only 800 people. And it was in a very rural community. I was adopted when I was a teenager and my adoptive parents at that time were living in that village. And so that's where I went to high school. So this was my first foray into living in a big city, metropolis city, as a young adult after I finished high school. And I had accepted a scholarship that covered all four years of tuition fees with the condition that I had to maintain an increasing grade point average every year during my first during my bachelor's degree. And this was basically the only way that I could pay for my college tuition because I didn't have anyone supporting me financially. And that's a long story in and of itself. And you see, throughout high school and even elementary school, I had bought into the belief that getting a higher education was the only way that I could get a good career and make decent money right? Because that programming, you know, your teachers tell you and you just hear society say it, that if you want a chance at a good future, or if you want a good job, that you got to go to school, get good grades, and then in the future, you can make decent money. So I bought into that central dogma, if, if I could call it that. I bought into that and I really felt like this was the only way I could have. This is the only way, this was my only chance at having a future, right? And that's what I was feeling. And that, and that the difference between succeeding and failure was just like one percentage point, you know, if I, one percentage, if I was below one percentage that I would lose the scholarship and therefore I would not be able to continue with college, right? So for me, it was like a do or die moment. Throughout my entire college degree, I had a scholarship. The first year was like you had to have above a 75% grade, 75% overall average. The next year after that was 80 and it just kept going up and up with each of the four years. And so every time, in, in class, in, in assignments, in my exams, it was like a do or die moment for me. Because I felt at the time that without college, without going to school and getting good grades, I don't have a chance at succeeding. I don't have a chance of having the life I want. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but that's what it felt like for me. And so if I had the awareness, the self-awareness back then, to be honest with myself, I would have recognized that I was more motivated to avoid failure than I was motivated to succeed. Because at the root of it, my fear of failure was actually a fear of shame, right? And so what I want to share with you in this episode is just around the fear of failure and giving you a couple of tips on how to overcome the fear of failure. So up until now, I I don't mean to paint the picture that fear is a bad thing. Actually, fear can be a good thing. It can actually save your life. You know, because if you look at what fear is, fear is an abstract collection of sensations and perceptions that tell us something is threatening, I mean, it's quite hard to define because the feeling is like a shapeshifter that transforms depending on the circumstances. But the fact is, fear serves us 
sometimes, right? Especially if you feel the fear and you, because of the fear, you decide not to proceed. Sometimes it can save your life or can save you a lot of peer, uh, pain or agony, right? So fear has the opposite effect of anxiety. Anxiety does not serve you. Fear can serve you depending on the time, the situation, right? So everyone experiences fear in different ways because everyone is afraid of different things. So it affects us differently and we experience it differently and it never wears the same mask twice. And so the true inherent danger of fear is that it can play with our emotions and challenge our perceptions. So if you think of absolutely any time that you felt fear in your life, you know, presently or in the past or in the recent past, you'll notice that there's a theme. You can become afraid when you encounter things and situations that you don't understand, or you can be fearful of things that you can't control, or you might be fearful of things that will harm you. It's this last category, fearful of things that can harm you. That's that. That's what can protect you. And that's how fear is helpful, right? That's how it's advantageous to experience that emotion. And this is a natural response because you also have conditioned fears that are formed when you have a negative experience and you're afraid of something similar happening again. And that's what forms the conditioning. You experience an event. It's a real and true event. And it's, it's been a negative experience, right? So you have that experience on your belt. Sometime in the future, if you have a different experience, but it's similar to the one you had before, then the fear will naturally come out. It's a natural response. And that's what's called a conditioned fear. You are conditioned to automatically respond through fear because this event that's happening to you right now, it feels very similar or it appears very similar to a negative event you had in the past. Right. And so that's the protection part of it. It's similar. So your body invokes feelings of fear, emotions of fear, and that causes you to reflect. Am I making the right choice? Is this the path that I want to go down? Why am I experiencing fear? You know, what is it trying to tell me? Right. So the interesting thing is you're easily conditioned to fear the things that you're told are negative as well. You don't just have to have experienced something negative. You can be told by someone you admire or someone that you care about or someone that you respect. You can be told about a certain situation. You're told that it's negative. And in the future, if you experience an, an entirely new situation on your own and it causes a memory of something someone told you about this being negative you can also have a conditioned fear to it. It doesn't have to be a live experience. It could just be simply something you were told. So in other words, the, you fear the thing, the fear of the thing can be programmed in you even before you experience the thing itself, right? Someone just has to tell you bad things about it and you can experience it, right? And so there's a good side of fear as well. And you may have heard that the best things in life are on the other side of fear. And this means that it's not fear itself that you need to be afraid of, but it's more so how you carry the fear. That's what you need to think about. Because fear will always be a part of your life. But it doesn't have to be in the way that you might think. You know, for example, if you feel that fear, if you feel fear as you navigate a new career path, for example, it's a sign that you're onto something visionary and game-changing, right? Because otherwise, if you're not feeling fear at all, it simply means that, oh, you, this is familiar to you. In other words, it's the status quo. Right? It would just be status quo since the status quo is not scary at all. So obviously, if you are going into new territory, if you're changing direction, if, you're, if you've chosen something different, and if you want to experience different things you, in your career, if you want to have a different outcome in your life, you have to do something different than you've ever done before. And that naturally will invoke fear. Right? So consider this. What if you turn fear into a motivator? 
right? Can you imagine how different your life could be? And so the truth about fear is that your fear is always about what may happen in the future. But that future hasn't happened yet, right? It's, it's an imagined future and you fear it, but it has not happened yet. That's the truth. So that means that your fear is always about that which does not currently exist in the moment that you feel the fear. And so let's take this a little bit further. Since your fear is about the non-existent, then that means that your fear is 100% imaginary. And fear is just an unrealistic expectation based on an imbalanced perspective. It's simply your assumption that as you imagine the future of the path you're going down right now, it's your assumption that you're going to experience more pain than pleasure, or more negative than positive, or more loss than gain. And that's why you fear failure. And the truth is that fear puts boundaries around you. And it's because of fear that you build boundaries all the time. And the thing is, the world never truly provides the imbalance you perceive. It doesn't have a negative without a positive. The world, the universe is always balanced. Where there is challenge, there is support. Where there is positive, there is negative. Right? Where there is happiness, there is sadness. When there, where there is frustration, there is peace. Right? So if you put boundaries and you restrict a certain area of your life, you might be safe. But the problem is that you are also safe from life itself. Right? So the boundaries you build may be preventing you from having the life that you want. So long as you live in fear of a negative without a positive, you're going to be immobilizing yourself instead of going forward in pursuit of your life's mission. So you got you to gotta decide whether, whether or not you want to experience life or to avoid life, whether you want to put more experiences in your years or just continue to worry about how many years of experience you have. Because time is the currency of experiences. If you're going to experience something, it's going to take time and it's going to, and it's going to have a sense of aliveness. So the moment you put up boundaries in fear to protect yourself, you're not going to have that sense of abandon that's so magical that you feel the joy that always rides beside you along the journey, right? So the fear and the boundaries are going to be blindsiding you to the beneficial opportunities. So let me give you four steps on how you could overcome the fear of failure. The first step is to reframe it. Right? When you look at a situation you're, you're dreading, and you reframe it. In other words, you look at it differently. You look at it from a different angle or you rephrase the way your mind is telling you, it is describing it to you, right? That's reframing. And you're looking at a situation differently. You might be able to avoid the stress and anxiety you'd otherwise be creating, right? And so the way to do that is to ask yourself different questions and observe the answers as you, as you keep asking. What you're doing here is seeking the truth, right? And you're seeking evidence for the truth and you're seeking evidence of what have I been believing and what is true? What else could be true, right? And the thing is, every problem that you have in your life and in your career are a result of asking questions that will get you the outcome. If you ask a different question, you will necessarily have a different outcome, right? And if you ask a different question, it will also give you a different perspective. So the key is to choose the right perspective. All right, so here are some questions that you can ask yourself to reframe the situation if you're dreading it or if you, feel, if you feel any fear towards it. So here's some questions you can ask yourself. Am I actually in danger? Right, because sometimes, oftentimes, you know, your brain is playing tricks on you. Your brain is wired actually to look for what's wrong in the situation, right? And so when we feel the fear and, or if we feel the anxiety, whether or not the fear serves you, because anxiety will never serve you, 
But if you feel the fear, whether or not your fear will serve you, it's because you are telling yourself a story of what is currently happening right now. And it feels like a threat to your well-being, a threat to your status or a threat to something that you have that you don't want to lose. So ask yourself, am I, cur- am I actually in danger? Is there actually a threat to me? And another question you can ask is, what is fear trying to tell me? Because we all have these feelings for a reason. There's a purpose to emotion, right? And our underlying intuitions communicate with us through these feelings. So get to the bottom of it. What is fear trying to tell you? Another question you can ask are, is what are other possible outcomes that are positive? Because I mentioned earlier that sometimes when we fear something is because we have an imbalanced perspective of that of that situation and what the outcome might be. If you see more challenge than support, if you see more negative than positive, then it's an imbalanced perspective that will no doubt invoke fear because all you see are outcomes that are unfavorable. So ask yourself, are there other possible outcomes from this decision or from this path that are positive? And that could reframe it, give you a different angle of seeing things. The next question is, what's the worst that could happen? Right? Because sometimes when you, when you are ass- assuming an outcome of a decision you're about to make, that it's, it may be in a negative assu- assumption. You might have done your calculations or you know spreadsheets or charts if that's you, and you feel that, okay, the outcome is not going to be favorable to, favorable to me. But if you ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? You might find that the worst that could happen it was not the one you assumed. right? And then potentially... That puts things into perspective. What you assumed could be the outcome that's not favorable to you actually becomes more manageable, right? And the final question you could ask yourself is, if things remain as they are, how would I feel? How would I feel? And you might be surprised at the answer you might get from that through thoughtful and and quiet reflection. It might be that if things remain as they are, there's negative outcome or an unfavorable outcome you may feel empowered through accepting the challenge on how to change things around, for example. right? So ask yourself, how would I actually feel? And is that potential feeling something that requires fear or something that merits fear in the present? Okay, so the first step to, the first step in overcoming fear was, is to reframe it. The second step is to take action. You know, and I can't emphasize this enough. Good change only happens when you take that first step. You don't need to see the whole path. You don't need to see the, the, the hundred steps ahead or even the 10 steps ahead. You just need to see the first step, right? You just need to see the first step and take that first step because once you get going, momentum builds and you end up with outcomes you never thought were possible. If you didn't take that first step, how would you know that your assumptions of it being unfavorable are even going to be true? You don't know that. And so you deserve to live a life of fulfillment. Sometimes that means taking action in a direction that you fear the most, knowing that it is what you need to do. There will always be challenges in life, but using fear as your guide and feedback channel rather than treating it as your enemy will change how you tackle those challenges. Right. So the first step to overcome fear is to reframe it. Second step was to take action. And the third step is to live in the present. I mean, you can plan your tomorrow, but you cannot live in your tomorrow or else there is fear, right? Come down to reality and just respond to what is there right now and not imagine something that does not exist. Then there will be no room for fear, 
right? So take a moment every day to reflect on things that you're grateful for in the present right now. And in that moment of gratitude, you cannot experience fear. It's just not possible to experience fear when you are in gratitude, right? So practice focusing on feelings of gratitude and the fear will disappear. And you'll be able to take that first step and you'll be able to reframe and have a more balanced perspective on the outcomes that are possible, right? Because fear and gratitude simply cannot coexist, right? So the first step is to reframe it. Second step is to take action. Third is to live in the present. And the fourth step is the worst case scenario, right? So play a game. I want to challenge you to play a game to entertain that part of your brain that that's imagining the dangers, because we want to look, we're hardwired to look for the worst, right? What's wrong with the situation? So what you want to do is make a list of all the worst case scenarios of your situation and ask yourself, how likely is each going to happen? How likely is it? Right? This is simply doing the math. It doesn't mean that you have to be well-versed in calculating probabilities. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean that you have to have taken a course in statistics or in probabilities. No, it just, it's just about looking at the situation and you can put, just put a percent there of what you know of your ability, your willingness, the support you have around you, the resources you have available to you and characteristics of the situation or the context of the situation. You ask yourself, how likely is that going to happen? That worst case scenario. And get a second opinion if you find it hard to be objective about this math, right? You want to entertain the list of worst case scenarios and write down all the things that you could do to prevent each failure from happening. What would you do to repair your situation if your worst case scenario did happen? What would you do? So this exercise is kind of like a thought experiment. It's going to put things into perspective that serve you towards your meaningful goals. I mean, you might realize the deeper causes of your fears, And more importantly, you will realize the truth of what you value. In this exercise, in this thought experiment, you will realize the truth of what you value. I'm not talking about the values that people are telling you. I'm not talking about your teachers, you know, your pastors or your parents or your friends, your peers or your coworkers or supervisors or managers at work. What they tell you what you should do, ought to do or or have to do, that's not your true values. Your tr- the truth of your values is at the end of the day, when you don't care what other, other people think, when you realize that you have intrinsic value, when you realize that you deserve fulfillment, when you realize the truth of what you've accomplished, at the end of the day, when no one's looking, what is it that is truly important to you at your core? When you do this thought experiment, it gives you an opportunity to explore the truth of what you value. Right? And there's a quote by Einstein that I really liked. And he said that, Albert Einstein, right? He said that we cannot solve problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. And that means that if you want to solve a problem, if you want to have a different outcome, if you want to change your life, change the course of your career, you can't do that with the same thinking that you have right now. You can't do that with the same fears, with the same emotions, with the same, cap- with the same um, psychology that you have right now. And that includes your beliefs. Right? So you have to make your decisions based on where you want to be, based on who you want to become, which will allow you to get to where you want to be. Right? 
Because if you continue to make decisions with the same consciousness, with the same thinking that you have now, it's going to give you more of the same. It's going to give you more of the same outcomes that you have been experiencing. And I'm guessing that you're listening and I'm guessing that you are seeking because you want something different. You want something better. You want something improved, an improved version. And that means a change. Right? So to get to that change, you have to make better decisions. You have to make different decisions. And to have the capability to do that means that you have to have a different skill set. You have to have a different psychology. You have to become a different person. So when you are doing this, when you are taking these steps, do so from the person you need to become to have the outcome that you want. Right? Because you cannot conquer fear from a place of fear. Instead, get to know it. Get to know that emotion. Appreciate it for what it does and what it is for you. And then you take actions that lead in the direction of love and fulfillment. Right? So those are the four steps of overcoming fear. The first one is to reframe it. You know, Look at it in a different angle by asking yourself questions. The second one is to take action. Because change only happens when you take that first step. And the third one is to live in the present right? Because you cannot live in your tomorrow or else there is fear. So live in your present. And finally, is to do that thought experiment of asking yourself, entertaining your list of worst case scenarios and in those moments to uncover the truth of what you value, right? So if you found this episode helpful, I invite you to leave me a review on Apple iTunes. If you don't use Apple iTunes, not a problem. Just revisit, visit careerrevisionist.com slash podcast and choose your favorite platform there as well. If you know someone who could really benefit from this content, who could really benefit from an episode like this or a message like this, feel free to share it with them. You know, show, that, show them that you care and share this with them. Share this message with them. You know, at the same time, connect with me on LinkedIn and ask me any questions on your, in your reviews or on LinkedIn as well. Find me doc, on, at Dr. Grace Lee on LinkedIn. And I look forward to hanging out with you in my next episode.